0: welcome to true vine talks with rachel and linda have some syrup i was eating pancakes
1: getting that breakfast in yummy
0: oh yeah so we've had a lot of snow here in west virginia yeah February 20th
1: very cold Mm -hmm. winter wonderland out there huh
0: yeah we went and played in it a little bit but not like the boys did all kinds of playing. How about you and Sam? Did you play in it?
1: Uh, We took our dog out in the backyard. She likes to run around in the snow. So yeah, Mm -hmm. we had a good laugh at her. Good. Yeah. Not too much. I like, I like being inside, warm and cozy, looking out at it. That's what I like. (laughs) Watching the snow fall. It's peaceful, isn't it? Like, there's a quiet peace that comes with snow for me, especially when it's been like undisturbed. There's no tracks in it or anything. It's just like this white blanket. I love it.
0: Oh, I like that analogy. It is like a white blanket. Yeah. I read somewhere along that it drowns out sound.
1: Oh, the snow does? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I guess it makes sense. Hmm. The
0: snowflakes absorb the sound.
1: Very interesting. It is quieter. I noticed. So I, I, that sounds right to me. Yeah. There's a calm, quiet with the snow. It's like a sense of peace. Mm. This feels safe. Unless I'm driving in it, that does not feel safe. But Like I said, inside, I'm warm and cozy. I'm looking out, just Mm -hmm. calm, quiet, safe. And that's so important for us to feel as humans, huh? Very well. Great
0: interlude. Is that the right word, interlude?
1: I think so. I was trying to find one.
0: Good job. Yeah. Feeling safe, secure, warm, calm all the things that make us open.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Able to be vulnerable, able to connect with others.
0: Yeah. And today's podcast that Rachel and I want to process with our listeners is how does childhood trauma impact adult bonds? And this is, At the core, integral to what Rachel and I do daily, working with clients with their inner demons and inner struggles and inner wounds from growing
1: up. Yeah, all trauma is relational. Mm -hmm. And that is why Linda and I love the Emotionally Focused Therapy Model Because it is, it is absolutely a relational model.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you can't have relational um, interactions that are positive, you're not going to feel good.
1: Right. Yes. We're going to talk today about like, you know, what happens when that calm, safe, secure foundation, right. That we all long for and need to have isn't there what happens when it gets interrupted what happens when you don't feel safe Mm -hmm. in a relationship that you're you feel like you're supposed to feel safe here you know with a caregiver or with a romantic partner and how does that impact not only that relationship with that person but relationships you know with others too Mm -hmm.
0: that is well said, so if folks don't know what trauma is I, I I did look up the definition online, of course, and it says it's a distressing or disturbing experience, you know like the loss of a child or a loss of a parent um, it's deeply distressing um, for the inner child, if you grew up with you know verbal or physical abuse, or sexual abuse, you have what we call inner trauma. Okay, if the people around you weren't safe, you had to do something to feel safe.
1: Yeah, you had to learn how to attempt to kind of maintain homeostasis. Let's Mm -hmm. kind of briefly define that how would you define like inner human emotional homeostasis
0: thank you for asking rachel homeostasis is a state of being calm and relaxed and soothed so if i'm in fight flight freeze my body is producing norepinephrine epinephrine Mm -hmm. those hormones trigger me to run play dead fight Mm -hmm. homeostasis is my hormones are Connecting with my brain in a way that my body feels secure.
1: Yeah. Kind of normal heart rate. Yeah. Normal normal breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel at ease. Right. I'm not distressed.
0: It's kind of like the turtle in its shell.
1: Mm-hmm. That's oh, a it's, good, good image.
0: Oh, thank you. Can you hear me
1: okay? Yes, crystal clear. Am I coming through all right?
0: Yeah, okay. excellent. So the, the turtle shell acts as a protective barrier to predators or environmental, you know, distress for the turtle. hmm when your body feels like it has an outer shell that's hard and protective, you feel homeostasis. You feel calm. Now, if your turtle shell is being, you know, stabbed in the sense of like stabbed, like, you know, broken in some way, or right. someone's taking your shell and throwing it down trying to get in there to you and hurt you, you're going to experience norepinephrine and epinephrine. Am I saying those right hormones?
1: Yes. That's how I pronounce them. I don't know if it's right, but that's (laughs) that's how I would say it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So your nervous system is going to respond accordingly. And when you're a kid and there's no safe, shell for you to be in you are going to respond to cues from others as a threat that's right Mm -hmm. so trauma is in your childhood really impacts how safe you feel around people
1: yeah and when we're in i like constant state of fight or flight. If we experience this chronic stress, like you're saying that interferes with your body's ability to then manage that stress. There's something called, I think it's like the negative feedback loop. Yeah. I think the negative feedback loop, and that's what you were describing where uh, those hormones get released and we go into fight or flight. And then eventually the brain gets a signal that's like, Oh, I'm in distress, you know, like girl, you need to chill out. Like you need to calm back, you know, calm down. Right. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so like, ah, oh, then we go back to homeostasis. If you have chronic stress, you're always right. And stress would be trauma. Trauma causes stress. That's what we're talking about. That interferes with that ability. And then you end up kind of living in fight or flight. Like your, your, your body becomes kind of like, um, hesitant to calm down. It doesn't feel safe to like return back to homeostasis. So that all gets kind of irregular. Mm-hmm. That makes great sense.
0: So the negative feedback loop is your protective outer turtle shell <clears throat> activates. Yes. I'll watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And then there's this resistance from your body to deactivate, right. To, to come back down and be open, you know, and connect again with yourself, your body, your environment, the people around you. Mm-hmm. And in the internal family therapy
0: systems model, Robert would say that is Schwartz would say that's your protective. It's Schwartz, correct? I have it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Outer shell is your protective part showing up to keep you safe Mm -hmm. and calm and bring about homeostasis. Yes. So, you know, you're in college, you know, you've been through your childhood and perhaps you had a, you know, verbally abusive parent or there was physical abuse between the two parents You learn very quickly growing up that people can be reactive to you if you don't say or do or perform in a way that brings about some joy there. And so you're in constant like performance and then you get to college or you start your job and you meet someone and you feel attracted to them and you want to be in a relationship. And then you go on a date, and the person says, You know, I just, I really, I really think that outfit, you know, may not look that great on you. Or, yeah, you know, they say something, or their body language, they move their hand in a certain way, in which you, you know, you remember your parent, the abusive parent doing that meant they were getting ready to slap you. And then you get reactive on the date. I'm just sort of giving a scenario of like what
1: exactly. You're describing the like social engagement system that we all have where we pick up on facial expressions, vocalizations, right? Like what's this person's tone of voice telling me right now? What's their their choice of language, you know, cueing me in on? What's their body language? You know, you said the movement of the hand, right? Yeah. And if you, you know, your, your brain is going to be going through uh, a little filing cabinet, you know, and, and, and pulling out meanings, you know, oh, when someone's face looks like that, this is what it means. Mm -hmm. Someone's voice changes to that. This is what it means. And if you grew up, you know, with a lot of relational trauma from your caregiver, a lot of those meanings are going to be danger
0: danger, danger. Mm -hmm. And then your nervous system activates. So you're on a date and they move their hand a certain way. You're like, excuse me. And then you start to get hateful with them. Well, social engagement goes right out the door.
1: Exactly. Because we can only manage our emotions and continue to engage socially when we're within our window of tolerance. And as soon as we sense danger, boing, we are outside of that window of tolerance and we are responding the way we learned how to stay safe. Well, becoming angry. Maybe that's running away. Maybe that's freezing and going quiet and giving the silent treatment.
0: Well stated, Rachel. You said that perfectly. Yeah, you're going to. Uh, have a falling cabinet. I love that analogy. That that look means this. They're getting ready to blow up. So I'm gonna respond this way. I'm gonna go hide under my couch.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: so this is affecting already just a date.
1: Yeah, potentially. I so. I mean, yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And if you and this person who you went on a date with date with seem to have a lot in common and you like them, you're attracted to them and they're attracted to you, you may overlook some of these things and then go on a second date. Well, you know, you're not even aware that you have this trauma response to this person's behavior. Maybe it reminds you of a parent.
1: I was gonna say it might feel oddly comfortable and familiar. Right? Because when our, you know, we talk about our, our when our homeostasis has been kind of disrupted or changed, um, makes us more likely to choose a similarly toxic relationship that mimics that. No, know, because there is a false sense of security in familiarity. False sense of
0: security and familiarity. I can say that, right? Good job, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, I once read that we're attracted to the worst parent.
1: Uh,
0: the worst parent for you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know?
1: Try to correct that relationship. Mm-hmm. No, because what, you know, this goes to like the meaning, you know, what meaning did you make in that relationship, right? Based on the way that you were treated, did it mean that you were worthless and invaluable and unlovable? And if it did, then of course, you're going to try to repair that. Of course, you're going to look for someone that mirrors that relationship, because that means You know, well, if this person can love me, if I can just get this person to love me, then I will prove to myself that I am lovable and I will prove that that person was wrong about me.
0: Mm -hmm. You're right, Rachel. And people spend a lifetime trying to correct for the the parent that didn't radically love and accept them. Yeah. And this affects your adult relationships. Unless, well, let's see. Oh, I just want to mention a few of these things on here. Um, And then we'll get to that part. Yeah. You will be suspicious, Mm. person you're with, if you had childhood
1: trauma. Yeah. Hard to trust, Mm -hmm. right? Question their motives, their behaviors, whether they're being honest.
0: Yeah. Because, as a child, you learned early on words don't match behaviors. <laughs> yeah you can say you love me, and then when you yell at me and call me names, I don't believe you anymore,
1: yeah, like that doesn't feel like love, you know
0: yeah, that feels like hurt, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you you're just not as open like you you mentioned so well earlier and articulated that so well rachel is there's the social engagement the turtle shell i mean it's gonna like be in lockdown if you you see a micro expression that reminds you of oh here comes the fist when i was a kid or a slap or a belt now listen i grew up back in the 80s and 90s, honey. And now, listen, they took a belt to us. We, were, I mean, in today's world, that would be, they'd yank you out of the person's home. So now I'm not knocking that generation that did that. I'm just saying that behavior created a lot of trauma within those generations because they thought that was correct. They didn't know. They didn't know. And so now we've learned that. Hurting people doesn't bring about mental health, uh, good self-esteem, or uh, being a responsible individual by just beating people. That's terrible that 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 was passed down from generation to use, you know, something so violent. It's very sad, Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Taught people that there will be harsh consequences for a mistake or any broken rule. And, you know, of course, you're going to be afraid to express how you feel or, you know, that you have this need or longing for something. If you think that's going to be met with, um, you know, this harsh, aggressive response.
0: Yeah. And so you'll be caught off guard. So, you may even find yourself in an adult relationship saying, Oh, I'm sorry. I did that. I didn't mean to say that. Oh, I'm so, how can I make it better? You know, you're anxiously pursuing and performing the person that you're with may not even be like upset, but you're doing this because that's what you were used to doing growing up. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: So that." you want to say some more on this other couple of things? I, Yeah, yeah. we have some other good stuff there.
1: Uh, you, you know, are probably going to be afraid of being abandoned or ignored. I think that that's a really common one that comes up. If I tell this person that what they're doing is upsetting to me, you know, if I set this boundary, what if they get mad and they, they break up with me or what if they get mad and they never talk to me again? And, you know, like this fear that if I if I try to share a, a, par, a vulnerable part of myself, then this person will not accept it and they will leave and I will be alone. I'm not acceptable.
0: That's good, Rachel. Yeah, so not asserting your own need for fear of abandonment can cause resentment later in the relationship. Mhm oh, I just had let you have your way because I feared you'd leave me, but now I'm pretty ticked off at you because we're living here, or we're doing this, and I don't agree with those things. I just went along with it,
1: yeah. Or just like not wanting to cause conflict or argument, you know, not wanting to rock the boat. Like things stay calm and steady if I just swallow my feelings and my needs and do mm-hmm. whatever. You want to do,
0: yeah, and that that you know that's going to lead to a lot of resentment and frustration down the road, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not what we want as therapists. What do we want from people? We want we want you to um, come to therapy and process those events in your childhood, and we'll help you re-parent the inner child wound. Yeah. And can we explain to our listeners, because I know this sounds very complex, mm-hmm. parenting your inner child, like how that works. I think people get confused. Well, how does going back in my childhood help me right yeah. now?
1: You know? And yeah. Then- so what we're doing is we're addressing any underlying shame. Mm-hmm. Feelings of worthlessness or unlovable, right? We're processing any unresolved trauma. We're increasing self-compassion, right? Ability to love yourself, accept that you have a variety of emotions and that all of those emotions are okay and valid, Mm -hmm. right? That you have, you know, different needs and that that's human and that's okay to have those needs, that it's important to be able to express those needs. Right. And in doing all of that, we are then expanding your window of tolerance. Right. And, and we're using the EFT emotionally focused therapy model in doing this work. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're, we want it to be present process. And what that means is we're focused on how you're feeling right here, Mm -hmm. right now, Today, mm-hmm. so we're not so much going back and reliving the past. That's actually the opposite of what we want to do. We don't want to dwell in the past. We want to bring what happened in the past into the right here today. Yeah, and and so how are you feeling about you know that little girl? that was ignored and uncared for, right? And this is the client's self when they're younger. How are you feeling towards her right now? I Mm. feel so bad for her. No, water comes to my eyes. I just want to cry. I just want to reach out and hug her, right? Could you imagine yourself doing that right now? Could you give her a hug? Mm. How does that feel right now? To give her a hug. It feels really good. She likes it. Like that would be an example of what we might do when we're reparenting.
0: Excellent. Great job, Rachel, sharing that. Because I'm, I'm even there. I'm like imagining my older, wiser, current self holding my younger self when she felt threatened or scared. And and I'm making a turtle shell for her. Yes. And when I go back in time and I do that and those those you know markers of trauma for her, then she starts to feel safe and she starts to open up in the present.
1: Yes, right. Because this is a a part that lives within us. That uh-huh. yeah, even though it was traumatized in the past, it's still very much alive and active today. Know, and it responds to all of these cues that we talked about, facial expression, tone of voice, body language. And so people are learning when that part becomes activated, I, me, adult today can comfort that part right, mm-hmm. in the way that it needed comforted back then when mm-hmm. the trauma was happening, but didn't receive it. I can give I can meet those needs for myself today. And so you're learning self-regulation right Back yes. then you needed co-regulation. you needed an older wiser other to come along beside of you mm-hmm. normalize what you were feeling, comfort and nurture you and and, and unfortunately that was missing and that's so sad you no know? but you yeah. learn, to do that for yourself today
0: well stated co-regulating your inner child within from your older wiser self your true self in robert's theory and
1: then
0: that we're doing the older wiser other part of our true self there Mm -hmm. and so it's very hard if you grew up and i want i want to maximize and validate that It's hard for the person who grew up with a traumatic parent to believe that someone else could love you.
1: So hard.
0: Yes. And you're going to be on the defense. Okay. You may have 20 protector parts as I'm building the shell. Mm -hmm. Show up and your adult bond because you don't believe people can love you. You you just don't.
1: Yeah. And, and the hardest thing is it's the experience of love of someone else loving you. Right. And and the ability to be able to take that in, that is what actually heals human connection is what heals trauma. We know this, this Mm -hmm. is, been well-researched well-documented you know and so that's that's hard because if human connection is what is going to heal you know my trauma but I'm so afraid of letting anybody in Mm -hmm. you know that creates a huge barrier yeah and it's okay to go slow important to go slow we want to go slow we want to stay inside that window of tolerance so that we can make it bigger and bigger
0: yeah it's okay to be patient for yourself and have compassion oh i keep activating my shell here in this relationship and then they go away and hide and then they're back in their cycle Mm So when we work with couples and individuals, we are building window of tolerance for distress and emotions that you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It's such beautiful work, Rachel.
1: Oh, it's the best. I love it. Yeah, we're we're putting words to experience, right? Mm-hmm. When I see you do this, my body responds in this way. Yeah. Maybe I get a flush of warmth. Maybe my chest goes tight. Maybe my stomach drops, you know? And I'm afraid that that thing I just observed you do means whatever, fill in the blank there, that I'm unlovable, that I'll never be heard or understood, you No. Know? that you don't care about me, Mm -hmm. that this relationship isn't as important to you as it is to me. Right. And when that meaning comes up for me, that's when I get angry and defensive and start slamming doors or go quiet, get in the car and go for a drive, right? We're, We're explaining that entire process Mm-hmm. That like neg- what does that negative feedback loop look like you know yeah. not only on the outside but on the inside too we're we're, we're putting it all together mm-hmm. and there's something so soothing to a human's nervous system when they can put all of that together ah. and someone is sitting across from them like Yes, I get it, right? And you repeat that to them, and there's it's like, for the first time, someone gets it, and that feels so good.
0: it feels so good. And that's that's why so many people rave about emotionally focused therapy is because it's an experiential change within mm-hmm. And that feels good. Yes, it does great job. Yeah. so, If our listeners are hearing this, we highly encourage you, if you have had trauma in your childhood, to pursue therapy with an emotionally focused therapist or some other trauma-related therapy to help you work through those markers in your life.
1: Yeah. Yes, because like we mentioned before, trauma is relational, and I know you may feel like it is your past, your history. And so therefore maybe you feel like it only involves you, but I guarantee that it is also impacting all the people around you that you care about the most. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that might be hard to hear. Yeah, it's true. Well, we
0: appreciate you guys listening into our podcast. You can visit our website, www.truvonwv.com. We have myself and Rachel and Caitlin and soon to be Caitlin coming for therapy. So we appreciate you guys listening and tuning into our podcast.
1: Yeah. Until next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.